Hey gang, if you're just listening to us, then you are missing out on half the show because we are actually a visual show now on full screen as well. All thanks to AT&T. We have a studio and we've got stuff in it that you can look at like this fancy monitor with graphics and props and booze. You can actually see us drinking booze on camera. Can you believe it? Sometimes we shotgun beer. Yes. Sometimes we play games with props and sometimes we wear funny outfits and costumes. So go sign up for full screen at fullscreen.com slash ATT to get a year's worth of streamable content at no extra cost. If you're an eligible AT&T wireless customer. The first year is on them, so you can just sit back and watch us instead of just listening. This episode of Not Too Deep is all about the music. We have the pixie violinist, Lindsey Sterling, with us today. We talk about the Tonys. We talk about very, um, un... You can't unhear these rap lyrics that we discuss for probably too long of a time. Enjoy this episode of Not Too Deep. Welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep with me, your host, Grace Helbig, and my director-producer, Jack Ferry. We're going to shotgun a beer because we have decided this is the new way we start our show. And this will come back to bite us in the ass by like episode seven this season, but <laughs> why not, right? Jack, are you ready? I'm ready, Grace. Okay. I've never shotgun a beer in a top hat. Neither, neither have I. Okay, one, two, three. We discovered um, that That's never going to be the right choice to open the show. Wow, you are covered in beer right now. This is how I shotgun beers. They explode directly into my face and... Are you okay? I mean, (laughs) generally, no, but I'm a little better than I was. Wow, we are soaking wet now. Um, hmm. Yeah, this will never n- not be. This will never be the right idea. I don't know if you guys know this, but we use very fancy um, podcast microphones, and yes. it says on the box, um, "Be sure to douse in beer before use." Yeah, that's um. <laughs> excuse me. Wow, gross, <laughs> disgusting. Someone out there is loving it. Um, yeah, that's an insider tip for all of you out there. This tech junkies, just make sure to cover your microphones in kind of shitty beer. Very quickly. You mean this award? This award winning? Blue ribbon beer. Blue, blue, what, I wonder what kind it is. No one knows. No one can it's know. It's impossible to guess with that tape over the label. Jack, you look so fancy. Thank you. I'm wearing a top hat and so are you. I know. How embarrassing of us that we both showed up to work wearing the same <laughs> outfit today. Yes. But uh, there's a reason for these top hats. Oh, please. And this, uh, we're we're kind of um, crafting this episode as more of like the musical episode. That's correct. We have a very musical-centric guest who is absolutely wonderful that'll be here later in the show. But we thought we'd take this opportunity to talk about musicals. It's Tony season, right? Yeah, and we're wearing Bob Fosse hats. (laughs) Oh, God, sorry. I'm also a musician, if you did not know. Very uh, successful Foley artist. Um, Yeah, these are very Bob Fosse top hats. Yeah. Um, we uh, were doing some research on, you know, Tony's. When are they? Um, That's how much research we've done. Okay. I have no let idea me, when Let they me are. refer to my uh, oh, they're June 11th. Card. June 11th, the 71st annual Tony Awards. 71 Tony Awards have happened? Yeah. And they've all been hosted by Kevin Spacey, I'm assuming. That's true. Yeah, he is 200 years old. <laughs> he is. Uh, but he's, I mean, that's, I don't, would you ever want to host the Tony Awards? No, are well, you which kidding? Which award show would you want to host? Host? Oh, man. I mean, probably like, 
the MTV Movie Awards because I feel oh, like loser that, fun. Those would be fun, yeah. and because I feel like there's so much pressure on like the the host of the Oscars. And, yeah, and with the Tonys, yeah. you have to be you kind of have to be a song and dance man. Yeah, is Kevin Spacey a song and dance man? I think he is, yeah. Okay, well, we're going to find out on June 11th, I guess. We're not sponsored by the Tonys. We're just giving them a lot of voluntary promo. We're just promo. fans of the theater. Um, but we looked up the best musicals that are nominated and then immediately realized that neither of us have seen any of them. Not, none of them. Yeah, we have Dear Evan Hansen, which I hear is fantastic and I do want to see. I wanted to see it when I was in New York, but I couldn't get tickets. Yeah, it's a hot it's a ticket. hot ticket. Super hot ticket. I did see his performance on Seth Meyers, though. Um, and? Really great. Super great. Not surprising that he's nominated then. Yeah. um, Groundhog Day, which Mamrie and Diane just recently saw in New York. And uh, how would you describe it, Diane? Two Two thumbs thumbs up. up. Okay. All right. All the thumbs up. Yeah. That sounds great. Mamrie also really liked it a lot. So I saw the movie and I quite enjoyed that. But can you imagine it being a musical? It sounds weird, but I heard it's great. Yeah. And I want to see it really badly because of that. Yeah. It just seems um, kind of dumb. That you take a movie like that and make it into a musical. I don't know. I feel like every time I hear about like the new hit musical that I'm always like, how does that work exactly? And then I go and see it and it surprises me how great it is. Like Legally Blonde. For instance. Yeah, that was was like a huge hit. Never saw when it. I came it's out. really good that we're talking about musicals on this episode because we're so well versed in not seeing any of them. Um, the other ones are Come Far, Come Far From Away, Come From Away, Come From Away. Okay, yes. and then Natasha Which Pierre is, and the Great Comet. Right. Uh, these are all plays that I have not seen. Musicals. These are all musicals that I have not seen. Well, they're also <laughs> plays, but what they're plays that a play in a musical. I think these a, have music in them. Well, a musical is still a play. Not every play. Not every Uh-oh, musical. This is very not every deep. play is a musical. Okay. But every musical is also a play. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Someone went to film school and theater school and theater school. Yes. Um. But we were talking earlier. We have both recently seen musicals. Oh, I've seen a bunch very recently. Okay. I, so what I, have you seen? I just got back from New York, and when I was there, I saw Bette Midler. In Hello, Dolly. How was that? Amazing. Okay. And also, David Hyde Pierce was in it from Frasier. Yeah. It was incredible. She is. There were there were two shows going on. Okay. There was the show on stage, and then there was the show of the audience because it was like a thousand people all trying to one up each other with their praise and appreciation of Batman. Really? Just clapping wildly? I've never seen anything like it. That's like amazing. It was insane. And then the next day, I saw Glenn Close in Sunset Boulevard. Okay. Which was also incredible. I'd never seen that show. Yeah. That show is absolutely insane. I've never heard of it. It's incredible. It's a it's an it's a Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, musical. very cool. You know who? Uh, what other musical Andrew Lloyd Webber made? Um, well, he's done the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, he's also done Cats. Oh, I've heard of that. Which I recently saw in yes. New York, and that was. Um, critics say, "What the fuck?" Yes, it's insane. It's an insane play. I I was okay. I was giggling a lot. At a lot of things and then trying to stifle my laughter because you want to be respectful that these are all trained 
theater performers doing amazing stuff, yes. but in a context that's so fucking crazy that I could not follow anything. Oh, it's super weird. It's, it's also very scary. poetic. Yeah, it's very. Well, here's the deal. I'm very scared of things very easily. Uh-huh. And I was like, I think they come into the audience. I don't want to sit on the aisle. They do. Yeah. And yeah, I know they do because I had to sit on the aisle oh, and they no. kept coming into the audience oh, no. and coming by my shoulder and I'd freak the fuck out every time they did came they here. Did they interact with you? Yes. But um, How did you do? I, I, you know that I, I mean. Yes, I know. Yeah. You the, hate being touched. Well, I hate being touched <laughs> and I also get scared really easily. And imagine the, the Jack filmed uh, me in a haunted house like years ago in New York mm-hmm. City. And imagine that, but just trying to not scream and keep it to yourself and seem like you're enjoying this like circus that's happening around you. It's also, it's like surprisingly like, this is going to sound weird, but it's true. That show is like surprisingly like sexual. Uh, there's a whole scene where all the cats have an orgy. Basically, yeah. yeah. Not explicitly, but it, that's definitely what they're like evoking. They're the whole the music number where yeah. the cats are all in heat, in heat and they yeah. all start having sex with each other. It's and insane. then they go to intermission and they bring a cat out on stage and let all the children in the audience take a photo with the cat. I know. It's weird. It, it, I couldn't believe everything that was happening. Uh, but I loved that I couldn't believe it. We were trying to look up in intermission what the actual plot and synopsis was because none oh, of us. Oh, there had any really idea. is no plot. It's like a cat goes to space. Yeah, I know. That's it. I know. It uh, transported away. On- yeah, there's one cat that's old, and all the young cats hate her, and then she gets to die at the end into I a know. spaceship. I know. Andrew Lloyd Webber. I it's mean- a weird, but it's based on like a series of like very esoteric poems. Oh, so, it is. Yeah, which I think I think it's. Ooh. I shouldn't have brought this up, but Uh-oh. I think it's a T.S. Eliot, right? Wrote a, a series of poems. Sure. The, does anyone? No one knows. I can't. I can't, can't jack check myself. I know. Um, but yeah, I. But I'm. I'm. I'm a huge fan of Andrew Lloyd Webber, um, even though I think all of his musicals are a little bit insane. The, it it blew me away. It felt like someone was like. I'm just going to write the craziest story ever and uh-huh. see if they go for it. And like now it's the longest running musical on Broadway. Yeah, that's the thing. It was the <laughs> longest musical running on Broadway. Their tagline was Cats Now and Forever. Yes. What? Yes. <laughs> also, not until the very last song is there a line in the last song that says, at least we're not dogs. And I was like, is this what this is supposed to be about? Yeah, it's just, a, <laughs> it's just an elaborate. It's also uh, three hours. Yeah, I know. There's, a, I mean, it's it was a, a fantastic fever dream. I met Andrew Lloyd Webber actually. You did? Yeah, when he when when the uh, the Phantom of the Opera like surpassed Cats as uh-huh. the longest running musical on Broadway. Um, I, I was still working in my like TV news job at the time, mm-hmm. and I got the opportunity to interview him in the theater on Broadway where Phantom of the Opera is still running. Whoa. It was really, it was really cool. He's such a sweet, nice man. That's cool. Yeah. Um, that was a treat. A musical that I haven't gone to that I know you have gone to is Hamilton. Ugh. How was that? I actually have a funny story about Hamilton. Please regale us. So the other, the other day I was, um, Making a making a joke um, with my creative partner mm-hmm. because he wasn't able to make a production meeting where decisions were being made. Yeah, and I was like, you know, we're making decisions in the room, and you know, you got to be in the room where it happens, which is like a, a lyric from yep. one of the songs. And then it kind of stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning um, after the meeting, um, I had like the morning free to like run some errands and like clean up my apartment, just kind of get my life together. Yeah, and because the song was still sort of like earworming in my head, I was like, I'm going to listen to that song to kind of put it to bed. 
So I play that song and um, I have a playlist with the entire soundtrack and it sort of loops through. Uh-huh. Cut to me an hour and a half later, having listened to the soundtrack twice. Yep. I'm crying <laughs> by myself like a maniac. It's having a normal adult morning. I don't know what's going on with me <laughs> that I decided that I needed to. It's a very emotional show. Yeah. And it made me very emotional listening to it because I'm also remembering the performance. Right. It was so, it's, I'll say this. I know there's a lot of hype around that show. It's as good as people say it is. That's uh, what everyone that I yeah. know that has seen it has said. That it's it, really amazing. I haven't heard one review that's like, it was okay. Everyone's been like, yeah, it lives up to the hype. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. And it's, it's such an odd thing too because biopics are difficult because people's lives generally are tough to sort of fit into like a, um, a really specific narrative. Mm-hmm. And – and Alexander Hamilton's life is sort of sprawling and strange and it, yeah. and it ends in such a weird way. But the way he tells the story is a sort of like two-hander between him and Aaron Burr. It's so great. I mean, anyone who's heard the soundtrack knows yeah. just how great it is. It's just like showstopper after showstopper. Yeah, I know. I've seen, I've listened to the soundtrack, but uh, I really want to see the show because I hear that you, the way they play it out on stage is just like r- remarkable. It's remarkable. It really is. And uh, I would say if you had to choose... Um, if you have, if you had the opportunity to pick Broadway tickets mm-hmm. to any show and you could choose between, let's say cats yeah. and Hamilton, I would say maybe go with Hamilton. Uh, yeah, <laughs> nope, that's true. But cats gave us free t-shirts. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that does weigh in their favor. Yeah. Um, also the bartenders, uh, during intermission were like trying to explain the plot to people buying drinks. Which was that's funny hilarious. as they're trying as they're trying to buy their little like uh, travel cups filled yeah. with wine, trying to explain that show. Yep. I would oh. love to hear that blurb. It would have been amazing. I mean, that's a podcast right there. Yeah, um, sure. Have you had any other tremendous or hilarious musical experiences? Well, the the biggest like theatrical experience, which is just sort of like jaw dropping for me, yeah. is every time I go back to New York, I always go to see Sleep No More. Oh yeah, I've never done that. You would hate it. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why I've never done it. Because it's a fully immersive, interactive, yep. like, it's like a haunted house, yep, but it's a theater piece. Right. And it's incredible. I'm like a super fan um, in the same way that like Alexa Losi is. Like she's uh, yeah. gone like a bunch of times as well. Yeah. And every time I go, I try to like get like the little like secret experiences yeah. where you can like, they'll like actually- Do they touch like, you? Sometimes. Nope. I'm out. Yeah. Nope, I'm okay. Well, that's the thing. It's It's volunteer. Right. So there will be instances where, like, a cast member will reach out their hand and pull you into a room. And you can be like, no, 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 no. But if you don't take their hand, they won't take you. Okay. Ooh, isn't that just a metaphor for life? Jesus, God. <laughs> I, I'm I'm definitely a say yes person when it comes to the theater. So whenever those opportunities come, I always do. And yeah. so what's cool about it is when you see that show, because it's like a, it's a play that happens around you and mm-hmm. you can wander anywhere you want to go. Every time you go, you see a different aspect of the play. Oh, cool. So it's the every, same play every time? It is, okay. but, but every time you see it, you see a different part of it. And cool. that's what's really cool about it. That I really love cool. that show so much. Very cool. Yeah. How I about will, you? Um, in a different tone, the most hilarious musical that I ever saw was Les Mis. Um, which, which is also a great show. Well, here's why. My <laughs> younger brother Tim and I bought my mom tickets to see it in Philadelphia for Christmas or a birthday or something. Sure. And the three of us went. At the Winter Garden Theater, I'm assuming. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> and it was one of her favorite musicals. Yeah. And um, we went and then halfway through there's a scene with these nuns and um, I, I forget the the girl's name that's in the bed and they're like taking care of her. Sure. 
But the costume department made a very curious choice with the nuns' costumes, okay. they, which I'm assuming are just, you know, very um, accurate, like, old French nun costumes. They gave them these two giant white hats that looked like oh, yes. comically sized, like, cowboy hats. That's that's what nuns used to wear, like the flying it, nun. That yeah. <laughs> that showed up in a spotlight on stage, and myself and my brother and my mom, who were laughing. all enjoying the show and, like, getting emotionally invested in like, all the yeah. characters, just started crying laughing. Like, crying laughing, the three of us. And when you're shaking your body in a theater and you're trying not to laugh, it makes you laugh more. And it's yeah. just, like, three people it's looking like— trying like, not to laugh at church. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so for the rest of the show, the rest of the show was completely ruined because the three of us would all try and, like, get our shit together, and then one of us would shake a little bit because we'd be remembering <laughs> what the nuns were wearing and then it would just cause this like domino effect and so we never um it was a really great experience but we're having a very alternative experience in the rest of the audience i'm sure you were also recently i went to iceland and with my friends mamory and hannah and we saw jesus christ superstar in iceland in iceland yep and it was it in english it was in english okay um it was hilarious, uh, but it was like a concert version. So it wasn't like stage pieces okay. or set pieces. And everyone was holding a microphone, a handheld mic. Sure. Jesus was holding a handheld mic. Sure. Um, Jesus was also, that I That must guess, have made the uh, crucifixion a little weird. Um, <laughs> the weirdest part about the crucifixion is that Jesus kept his t-shirt on the whole time. <laughs> Jesus was like a well, little overweight. And so they kept his t-shirt on while he was being raised and crucified. So funny. And they tried to like dim the lights. But oh, like, no. Jesus is wearing a white Hanes t-shirt right now. He's like the the fat kid at like the the the, the um, in the pool, the water park. It was, um, <laughs> and there was no props except um, Judas or Pontius Pilate brought out just a water bottle at one point, literally like these water bottles here, uh-huh. and just threw it on <laughs> Jesus, and it was so bizarre, but it was perfect because also it was that a bizarre. very weird play. Yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber makes weird musicals. I, but that was Mamrie and Hannah and I have loved, we all weirdly have this like affinity for Jesus Christ Superstar because all three of us like grew sure. up listening to it. Like my mom loves that musical. So Mamrie found out that it was playing in Iceland and we went immediately. Absolutely. And we went the day before Easter. So it was. There you uh, go. Went in Iceland. It. I, I Do is the Icelanders. Yeah. The? Sure. 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 Um, so are you going to be watching the Tonys? I will watch the Tonys. Yes, absolutely. I'm a huge theater fan. I've studied theater in school, so I always enjoy it. Is there a show that you would be in if you could be in one? Or like a part? (sighs) Mm. Because someone asked this question recently that was like, if you could play any part in any musical and do it well. Yeah. So in this hypothetical situation, situation, am I killing it? Yeah. That it's (laughs) like, if you have unlimited abilities to sing and dance and all of that, which part do you think you would most want to play? In a musical or in a play? Musical. Okay, in a musical, I think so, yeah. I, I can't think off the top of my head what it would be. My, uh, what would yours? I, I, I still am thinking about this, but um, the housekeeper in um, Les Mis, yeah, Master of the House. That's amazing. That woman um, Showstopper. would be really fun to play. Um, she's just so surly. Honestly, I saw Oh Hello one uh-huh. time, which is uh, the, the Nick Kroll, John Mulaney show. Yep. Based on like the Kroll Show characters, and that I that was so funny, yeah. and I would love to do a show like that, yeah, where um, I'm just being hilarious for two hours. I mean, I'm never as hilarious as those two. Those two are like, it was mind blowing. Yeah, funny I saw it was. them when they were in Los Angeles. It was really great. <sighs> oh my they're god! Just, and they're also looking like they're having a great time. Yeah, yeah. you can tell. You can tell how much they loved the show when they were doing it. Yeah. But if I could choose any, I mean, I'm a Shakespeare nerd, really. So 
I, I'm a huge fan of Othello. I would love to do oh. Iago in Othello. Cool. Yeah. Who's Not like familiar. The sort of, he's like the dastardly, like, behind-the-scenes uh, uh, villain. I love villains. Okay. Says so, the man in a top hat that mm-hmm. just... Yeah, who looks a bit like a villain right now. Shot the PBR. <laughs> yeah. um, well, we're going to keep this musical theme going, and we're going to yes. play a game that is very music-centric. Um, it's called Spambot or Share, which I think is... Um, Really important. Oh no, we have an Instagram segment. Oh, do we forget a segment already? Yeah, this oh, is our we've... second episode. So yeah, we're we still are... we're, there's a learning curve, you guys. Yeah, give us a break. <laughs> oh, all right, we forgot to catch up with each other as human beings. This is the part in the show in which we authentically and genuinely catch up with each other, oh, right. having not seen each other for days and days, by asking each other very specific questions about recent Instagram posts. I'll be honest. I was hoping we would skip this section because already this is I'm super oh, I know embarrassed what photo by this segment. I'm showing you right now. Um, in this segment, we each pull a photo of each other's from Instagram and just kind of, you know, question the other person of why, what's that? Why did that happen? How's that? This okay. is Jack Ferry's photo. If, uh, for those of you that aren't watching this right now, oh. it's, uh, it's straight up art. It's a uh, Jack Ferry. I'm glad you felt that Looks way. like he is breaking into a house, but before he does so, he wanted to take a very artsy reflection. Let me ask you photo. this. What, what do you think is happening in this photo? I think you're being Jack Ferry. <laughs> That's what I think is happening in this photo. But can you please describe exactly actually what's happening? Yeah, okay. So I was location scouting and I was on, I, we were looking at a house somewhere in the valley and mm-hmm. we were on a the balcony of the house because um, it's very important for the for the scene that there's a balcony overlooking the pool. Uh-huh. And I realized there's a reflection of me in the window, but there's but you can also see through the window into the bathroom. There's a reflection of me in the bathroom window. And so I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Uh, so I took a photo of myself, and so it's a reflection of me in the wind, uh, in the mirror, as well as the reflection of me in the foreground, sort of half translucent in the in the window. Okay. And I thought it looked kind of artsy and cool. So I I'm glad you didn't snapped. use that as the caption. It's like that would have been a little long. It's like describing a joke. It really <laughs> ruins what I describe it. So this is a joke. No, it's not okay. supposed to be a joke. It's just, it, makes, it takes but the I, coolness away when you describe what's of, happening. Yeah, it does. Um, I also like I that. I was really proud of this photo, too. That someone named Boo Hootie commented, holds the phone with both hands. In that instance, I was. Holding. Yeah, you are holding that phone like it's going to pop out and fall off a bridge. Um, no, I think it's very artistic. So, embarrassing so make sure you're following already. Jack Ferry for more art on Instagram. Okay, well, speaking of Instagram, I picked a photo recently of yours. Oh, how appropriate. And I thought, thematically speaking, I just want to know what's... Uh, so. These case, are the cats from Cats. These are the cats from Cats, as well as some of your friends. As well as Mamie Hart and Tyler Oakley. I want to know what's going through your mind right now when you're surrounded by oh. these. At this point, this is after the show. This is after the show. They ushered us backstage after the show. So they're probably um, kind of sweaty and hot and, and breathing was, we heavily. We didn't know what was going to happen. We just got <laughs> told we got to meet some of the cats. And so we were like, okay. And all of us get rushed backstage. And everyone, after they finish a show, is immediately like derobing, immediately putting all the things away because these people work long hours and they're trying to get out of the theater and so they just have these three cast members cat members that are just standing there and it's like cats hello members. and now we're supposed to meet them so it was this like weird kind of like speed date well, that's like, what i want to know were they all like Meow. no no they were they were they were totally cool um they were normal people yeah and they we had you know it's one of those things where you're just like you were so great you were so immediately and sure. being like i have no idea what i just watched you were so good right, the whole right. time and then they're like 
okay, we're going to take some photos of you guys on the stage. And they had like a professional photographer taking these photos. And I was like, I'll sit up here away from the cats a little bit. My, my favorite part of this photo, though, is mm-hmm. how Tyler Oakley looks like he's performing in oh. an adaptation of Hamlet. Yep. But someone took the skull out of his hand. Oh, yeah. He was serving <laughs> face every photo we took. Um, also, the, the main cat in the middle, the kind of grungy looking cat, she's the older cat that, spoiler alert, guys, gets sent to the spaceship sent to the heavens. at the end. Um, and her real name in real life is Mamie. Whoa. Yeah. And Mamory saw that in the playbill before it started. And then when her like Grismelda or something is her cat name. Yeah. And so she comes out all haggard and bent over and Mamory goes, that's going to be Mamie. I know <laughs> that one's going to be Mamie. <laughs> and it was. And it was. It was really great. Um, yeah. So there's photo evidence. Um, what you're seeing is kind of like the calming aftermath of a panic attack for three hours. Because you look very relaxed in the photo. Yeah, I look, yeah, I'm just holding my arm with my <laughs> other arm and trying to look like I'm okay. Um, but now let's move on to our game. Let's do it. That sounds fun. Musically themed, we're playing a game called Spambot or Share. Ah, uh, yes. If you guys aren't familiar, we've talked about it a lot. I think we talked about it with the Clever Girls in an episode about Share's tweets and how She's magical they are. That they. Uh, I started following her because of that episode. Yeah, she tweets a lot of um, crazy nonsense, but it also like kind of has like some idea behind it, and then it gets a little off track, and it's really fun. So we thought we'd play a game where Diane and Mel have. Uh, selected some tweets that are either from a spam bot or share. And Jack and I will have to guess what we believe it is. And um, if we're wrong... I'm kind of nervous. There's no consequences. I know, but I feel like I'm going to be embarrassed You think myself. that Cher, who is an avid viewer of our show, is going to be upset with you for not... Yes. Okay, yeah? I mean, yes. fair. Same. Okay, so let's read this first tweet. Yes. For the record, dot, 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 I have asthma, dot, 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 quote, and, end quote, dot, 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 I have health care from my, quote, unions, end quote, two exclamation points. Okay. I think I got this one. Okay. So we're both going to guess. Who do you think it is? I'm going to guess it's Cher. I was also going to guess it's Cher. And we'll see. Our answer is? Yes. Is that correct? That bell means it's correct? Oh, yes. It is Cher. Wow. Yeah. Uh, unions is she part of? Well, I guess she's in SAG because she yeah. was in uh, But I also <laughs> like that when Cher gives exclamation points, she used the emoji exclamation like point too. and not the actual text exclamation point. It also saves a character. When Does you use it? The, when you use the double exclamation point emoji. Oh, man. So maybe she is like a social media manager and I am just not aware. Okay, go ahead. We have another tweet. Oh, boy. This is, this is going to be hard to read, but I will read it. Okay. I'm having weird time with hashtag dot dot I hashtag it's gray dot dot dot. Then I twit and it's black and then like an X box. Okay. Wow. Ooh, um, this is uh that was a journey. That was a journey. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that's also share. Really? Because I'm gonna guess that that is a spam bot. Okay, and the answer is well, let's go with Grace. Did Grace Grace says share. Huh. Yeah, I got that right. Look at that. Wow. Oh, the emoji didn't tweet properly. On, uh, the emoji didn't appear properly on my thing. But that's okay because I got it correct. What the fuck does that mean? I'm having, she's having a weird time with hashtags. I hashtag and it's gray. Then I tweet and it's black. Oh. I see. I, 
We got to create an app that's just a share translator for we everyone. We do. I agree. Million dollar app idea. Silicon Valley. Um, I also like that she got 440 likes on that tweet. People are relating to Cher's pain. That's amazing. It's very, okay, here's our third one. Yes, let's do it. PSA, if I am obviously going to die of starvation, I love you all. Wow. Okay. I mean. I think, mm, I, okay, I, I'm going to go share. I'm going to go share on this one as well. No! Oh, well, what, who, Olivia Taters? Of course it's Olivia Taters. 13 likes. Way to go, spam <laughs> bot. Has you anyone did checked it. in on Olivia Taters to make sure that she hasn't died of starvation? <laughs> oh, man. This was tweeted on May 13th. This is recent, guys. We got to check in on Olivia Taters. I'm worried about Olivia, you guys. Wow. 13 likes. Fooled us. Playing the game. Way to, way to go, spam bots. Um, oh, your your fourth one is the same, so I think you got to read the fifth one. All right, here we go. Okay, this all is right. our last one. All right, last last tweet. Here we go. Okay, this is for all the marbles. Well, you're winning. Yeah, I am. All right. So I got to like try to tie. Okay. All right, between Facebook and Twitter... I have been total disaster and stronger than ever before. Hashtag election night at Patton Oswalt. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, okay. That's All right, I'm going to read it one more time. Between Facebook and Twitter, comma, I have been total disaster and stronger than ever before, period. Hashtag election night at Patton Oswalt. I'm going to share. I think I'm, she and Patton have a deep relationship. I'm going to go spam bot on this one. Okay. What's who? Yes. God. I tied. Who is this deep drump? Deep drump oh, spam bot. God dang it. That, I mean, the photos, Twitter. 125 likes. Not bad, spam bot. And your Twitter photo, to be honest, really great. Um, I just was sincerely hoping that Cher and Patton had had like a dialogue with each other on Twitter on That's election what gave night. it away for me. I think I, I assumed that Cher doesn't really know Patton Oswalt, but the, the, the Twitter icon for this spam bot is a picture of Donald Trump mm-hmm. with like really messed up hair. Yeah. It looks like he rubbed like six balloons on his head <laughs> yes, and then walked outside in the breeze. And he's looking great. Looking super great. <laughs> well, I, um, so wait, you, we tied. We tied. Okay, great. Congrats. So we both have to shotgun a beer? No. no. Jack is just trying to get... A, I'm not. I'm really not trying to drink more beer at this point. <laughs> We've ruined our entire set with beer, and it's only the second episode. <laughs> um, before we go to our break, we are um, doing a, a small segment that we think is really important to the show. It is Too Deep with Grace Elvig and Jack Ferry, in which both of us get one minute on the clock to talk about something that is very deep and meaningful to us. Yeah. Jack, do you have something? I do have something. Okay, I would love for you to start this Okay, segment. great. I'm just going to look into my, my camera here. So we're talking a lot about music and musicals this episode, and it got me thinking about the nature of music. And specifically, I saw this video the other day where uh, there was this baby, and they started playing some music, and the baby started bopping around to the music. And I thought to myself, animals don't really do that. Only humans have this sort of natural impulse to move to music. Like you don't see, generally speaking, a raccoon dancing to a hip-hop beat or like a scorpion bopping along to the rhythm. So I'm wondering if music is like, something that can define what is human 
Like, is it the thing that separates us from the wild beasts of the world? I wonder if, if it weren't for music, would we just be yet another animal? And time. Wow, cool. Very yeah. cool cool thinking, yeah. Jack. Very cool thoughts. I would go on, but we're out of time. We're out of time. So sorry. Yeah. So sorry about that. Yeah. But cool. I'm glad we're back to the light and fluffy. Whew, thank God. Yes. Okay, my turn. Are you ready? Um, yeah, we'll find out. Okay. I will I will keep an eye on the clock for you. Let okay. me know when you're ready to go. I'm ready. Okay, here we go and go. The theme of this episode, as we have stated an aggressive amount of times, is music. And when I think about music, I think about its ability to create chapters in our lives. There are songs that immediately bring a sense of nostalgia, whether it's positive or negative. And that's a really beautiful and sad thing to have this immediate um, uncontrollable emotion to a song that meant so much to you at a certain time. I remember breaking up with my college boyfriend, who I thought was the love of my life. And we broke up driving around New Brunswick, New Jersey, listening to the Pulp Fiction soundtrack on repeat. And so every time I hear any of the songs from that soundtrack, which it's a great soundtrack if you haven't um, discovered it for yourself, I feel an immediate sense of um, sad and uh, a gratefulness of that time in my life. Um, I have tried to listen. And time. Whew, good talk. Wow. wow. Really great. I feel I, like just in the nick of time, actually. Yeah, actually, thank, thanks. I mean, yeah, maybe thanks, we should timer. shotgun a beer on the break. <laughs> I think and that's a good idea. Come on back with someone that also means a lot to both Jack and I and to you guys uh, as well. We have the lovely, the wonderful, the insanely talented Lindsay Sterling with us. And we're going to yeah. ask her some really dumbass questions <laughs> and see what she thinks about it. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more Not Too Deep right after this. Before we start this ad, Grace, is it okay if I take a quick selfie? I don't know if you know this about me, but I've been taking lots more selfies lately. You um, you say you don't have an Instagram theme, but I know your theme is selfies. Oh, that's a good idea, Yeah, actually. I mean, you're already doing it, so just lean into it. Okay, that's a good point. And if you want to take it one step further, what if you took one of those selfies? I don't want to encourage this narcissism, but here's an option. Mm-hmm. Take one of those selfies and get it framed to put on a wall in your actual physical residence. I mean, I would, but you know how expensive framing a photo can be. Oh, I know. I've walked through many a framing stores and was many a gasp at many a prices for many a frame. And now those problems are solved with a company called Framebridge.com that just so conveniently happens to be sponsoring today's episode of the podcast. Whoa, amazing. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. You go to Framebridge.com. You can choose your frame, mail in, or upload your Art, which in this case would be your selfie. Oh, it's art. Yep. Uh huh. And directly from your computer or Instagram, and you can preview it online. And then here's what happens the expert team at Framebridge will custom frame your piece and deliver it directly to your door in a matter of days. You don't have to leave your house at all for this entire process. Whoa. Yeah. And not to mention, their frames come in a wide range of styles from classic to eclectic and are made using real wood moldings, acid-free matte and foam boards, and shatterproof acrylic glazing that protects your piece from UV rays. That's good because I have to preserve these selfies for all time. You do, and you don't (laughs) want the colors to distort in any way because you are very particular about your filters. I am. 
And don't worry, they will protect it from UV rays. Good. And the best part of all is that with FrameBridge's happiness guarantee, if you are not 100% happy with your order for any reason, they will make it right. Okay, great, because I am very picky. You are very picky. I mean, you haven't uploaded a lot of selfies lately, and I feel like maybe something's been happening with your lighting. So we'll talk offline about it. <laughs> okay. But here is the cool part. We get into the cost. Prices start at just $39 plus free shipping. But as a very special offer to our listeners, you can get 15% off your first order when you use the code DEEP, D-E-E-P. So don't get stuck searching for a last-minute gift or a gift to yourself and your narcissism den. The great thing is that their prices start at just $39 plus free shipping, but as a special offer to you guys, our wonderful listeners, you can get 15% off your first order when you use the code DEEP. D-E-E-P. Yeah, so don't get stuck searching for a last minute gift for, I don't know, maybe Father's Day. Oh, yeah. What dad doesn't want a big-ass photo of you framed (laughs) and put on their wall? (laughs) I mean, I might, I, I might send them a photo of something else. Oh, well, you know, you can, it's up to you, whatever you want to do. Go to okay. framebridge.com, use the promo code DEEP, D-E-E-P, for 15% off your first order, framebridge.com, promo code DEEP. Not, not too deep. Jack. Yes, Grace. We're at the ad portion of our podcast. Oh, is that what this is? Yes. Awesome. So who might be dumb enough to sponsor this cast today? Well, actually, it's our good buddies at ZipRecruiter. Oh. Yeah. So listen, are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Because finding great talent can be tough. And actually, this does sound like a really cool thing because ZipRecruiter is this service where you can actually post your job to over 100 job sites with just one click. That's seemingly very helpful and easy. Yeah, so if you're looking for somebody, obviously you want to find as many of the top recruits as you can. Mm -hmm. The best way to do that is to post on as many sites as you can. And that is kind of cool how like they have all of these different sites. So regardless of where the candidates are coming from, you're getting it from all these different places. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Anyway, they've got this very powerful technology that efficiently matches the right people for your job better than anyone else, and that's what makes ZipRecruiter different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Ooh. They actually, like, search them out and find them for you. That makes it so easy. And this is one of the reasons why I think if you're looking for hire- to hire somebody, you should think about them because, in fact, over 80% of the jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in with just within in, in within just 24 hours. 80% of the jobs posted get yeah. a qualified candidate in 24 hours. In 24 hours, yes. That's some great math. I know. So if you've got like a job that you need to fill, imagine getting at least, you know you're going to get somebody who's qualified for right. it within a day. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about juggling emails or calls to your office, you know, people just mailing you resumes, emailing you cover letters. All you do is you screen, you rate, you manage the candidates all in one place on their easy-to-use dashboard. That's very succinct. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And... So you guys should find out why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates and with immediate results. And right now, listeners to this very podcast Ooh, what? Can, what post, can they get? They can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. Whoa! Yeah, no, free. I'm like serious. It's free. Zero monies. Yeah, just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash grace. That's your my name. name. Your name. Yep, that's my name. ZipRecruiter.com slash grace, G-R-A-C-E. And yeah, try it for free. So seriously, there is no reason yeah. why you shouldn't. 
It's free. Hiring people can be so stressful and they've taken all of the legwork out of it for you. You just have to sit at your computer and then you will find someone. Yeah, and then a day later, if you're one of the 80% of the jobs that gets posted, you're going to have a qualified candidate and probably a bunch more. Yeah. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Grace. Yeah, we're back with more Not Too Deep and with Lindsay Sterling. Hey, woo! This is so exciting. Um, So Brave Enough, your documentary just came out. Yesterday, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, how you must be feeling a million emotions all at once. Well, yeah, I mean, it's exciting. It's a relief to finally have it out. But, you know, I've released a lot of things into the world, music videos, albums. But I was sitting at the premiere last night watching it and I was, like, this is really weird listening to myself talk <laughs> so much and watching myself in a different way. I just remember thinking, this is so awkward. I don't like this feeling. Oh, but no. at the same time, like, it was really cool to see people connect with it. And, yeah. you know, that vulnerability, I think, is is important. Totally. So you, uh, how long was this filmed for? It was over your tour over the last year or two years? Yeah, well, it was the about three months of the American tour. Okay. And, um, you know, we basically, like, block shot most of it like the LA show and so it's kind of select days and then I had tons of footage that I added from my own archival footage or so my own stuff was added to it that's super cool are you excited about the final outcome I am I mean you know how we YouTubers are we're so involved in everything we do and I think they were surprised that I wanted to edit most of it oh you did I mean I edited all the show footage whoa and it was like I'd send them like a page of notes when to all their edits and I think they were a little driven crazy by me but I was so happy with how it came out that's great it's so nice to be like proud of something that's been a long time in the making right because we did work on it for about a year you know from beginning to end so crazy um I love your Instagram because the photos that you post of your shows look so insanely epic and oh. so amazing that I'm like, this, what a life. What a life <laughs> she's living right now. Well, um, thank you. Do you have a favorite place to perform or a favorite country? I do. My favorite venue is in Paris. Uh-huh. Just, I mean, the French people in general, the French fans are so passionate, like their really? culture is. And so just performing in France in general, but there's this one venue, the Zenith in Paris. Okay. I've performed there a couple times and it's just magical. That's so cool. It is so fascinating to me because you, I, it seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you're, you're really massive in Europe and like South America. I feel like I've seen like you perform in Brazil or something that yeah. looks like insanely huge that I was like, that's so cool that the music is so global. Well, I guess one thing about an instrument is so nice that I don't have to worry about like translating my songs yeah. into other <laughs> languages. I mean, yeah. It gets a little awkward when I go up to like banter and try to say, be funny and yeah, yeah, no yeah. responds. But for the most part, like the violin is just a completely universal, you know, language of music. So yeah, yeah there's no barriers. It's awesome. I saw you perform at the Greek a couple years ago and yes. I was like, Full goosebump chills the entire time because I was like, this is so cool. It was just like so immersive. And just the thought of like the tech along with the performance is so cool. Like how does that process work? Do you work with like a production team that designs everything? So every time we'll bring on like a video company basically to 
create these, like, I usually end up doing some of the videos that I'm like, okay, I can do that one. Yeah. But when I want them to look like really epic and I have this whole plan of, I want to be in the middle of a forest and then the forest catches on fire. <laughs> like, I can't do that. So, yeah. um, but I, I love the creative directing of it. So mm-hmm. I always creative direct the tours and then my lighting guy and I kind of, he helps me bring the tech to life. That's super cool. Because he's really good at all that, like techie, nerdy, cool sure. stuff. And he lo- he loves that he's a nerd. Uh, it's awesome. It's like so thoughtful and attention to detail that it's just like so, it's almost stimulus overload because it's so Ooh, cool. Thank you. Also, your outfits. What is the process of picking out your tour outfits? Because oh. they're cute and adorable and oh. futuristic and fun. I wish I could wear them every day because they also have to be incredibly comfortable if right. I'm going to jump, you know, like wedgie proof, all of that yeah. good stuff, you know? No camel toes. I was yep. like, I don't have arms to fix this. Right, if there's right. like a massive problem, I've got to live with it for another four minutes. Mm-hmm. So there's, so anyways, the costumes are all very structured. That's good. And yeah, they're not going anywhere. Perfect. Um, but yeah, it's always quite a process of like drawing pictures and Pinterest boards. And right. I have a stylist that I've worked with for several years who gets all those little quirks and the fact that there can't be loose fabric because it'll hit me in the face and catch on right. my bow. And so yeah, it's um it's quite a big list of don'ts and then we come out with a nice, okay, it finally works. It works. It passes all the tests. All the tests. <laughs> Have you had a wardrobe malfunction in a show experience? 100%. Um, oh that's why I started working with a stylist and I you know, started making my list of don'ts. I right. mean- Hang on, what happened? Okay. I need yeah, to you know. Gotta know. Well, there was a couple. I'm going to say the best one was I was, have you ever had those like pleather pants that are like fake leather? Oh, yeah. tell me about it. <laughs> Monday through Friday, Jackson has pleather pants. Oh, I missed it. Dang it. But um, I got to say, I had, they never stay up very no, well. they don't. I don't know why I thought I could wear it on stage jumping around. <laughs> And not only that, but I always tuck my um, my packs into them. Oh, like your mic pack my or little, audio packs? Absolutely. Yeah. There's two of them that have to stick in there. And so these two little, first of all, were highlighted by the, you know. <laughs> so first of all, it looked wrong. There's the two little, little bulges that are highlighted by the shine of the pleather. And then I was literally pulling my pants down the whole show. And I was like <laughs> spreading my legs to try to like keep them together. And oh my it was God. just, I remember my band just like laughing as we're playing because they're like, this is unreal. Like her pants are falling down. The entire show is constantly like taking breaks. So you have to have like um, a plan with everyone. It's like, you have to pull my pants up yeah. if they start falling down. That's your Yeah, job. you don't have a pant wrangler? What the heck? That's what I, that's my next addition to the crew. You know, first it was, I want a band, then dancers. Next step, pant wranglers. Yeah, the dancing is crazy. Have you been like, have you been a dancer your whole life? I have not. I actually started to teach myself to dance in my 20s. Oh, whoa. Yeah. I decided I wanted to dance and play the violin. So there's hope for us all. Exactly. Yeah. There's <laughs> time for anyone. <laughs> I mean, because when I was a little kid, I begged my parents for dance lessons and violin lessons. And they were just like, we can't afford either, but we'll give you one. Uh-huh. And so they took me to a dance class and the violin lesson. And I think... I chose the violin yeah. because I got to take it home. Oh, you're like, I, I have a like, thing now. <laughs> yeah, I got like, well, I go on this one because it's in my hand. So I chose the violin and later on. Then developed. the dancing came later. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but it's great. And you have professional dancers with you on stage now, right? I do. And they, they make me look a lot better because they like kind of fill in all the gaps that I miss with their awesomeness. And they're like a little flipping and, yeah. and they're great. 
Um, I saw you perform at the Billboard Music Awards with Celine Dion, <gasps> and that was such an incredible perform- performance. Thank you. I mean, I can't imagine what it was like on your end. Well, I'm a massive Celine. I think everyone is a massive Celine fan. That show, like, I liked Celine Dion. I had no idea. And then I went and saw that, and I was like, she's amazing. She's such a powerhouse. Yeah. And I've, I've loved her my whole life. And now I always have this, like, slight little, like, you know, that, well, this one time when I was on stage with Celine Dion, um, <laughs> it's like the best name drop ever. And, uh, you know, you got to know I throw that in a random cup. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it was amazing. I remember as I was playing, I was in front of her, and she's, like, up on this ride. And I just kept turning around and being like, I can't believe she's right there. It's it looked it was unreal. Awesome. Yeah, and she her voice is just incredible, and yeah. she's like very gracious too. That's I was yes. like, you're just a beautiful human being, Celine Dion. Right? Yeah. Someone that's that like powerful and big to be so humble. Yeah, yeah. It was really sweet. Forever fan. <laughs> I love you, Celine. Is there someone in the music world that you haven't collaborated with yet that you're like itching to get? In a room with? You know, one of my favorite performers is... Well, okay, I've got a couple. But one of... I would say my top two are... My favorite performer of all time is Pink. Because oh, she mixes yeah. like Cirque du Soleil. And she's like hanging from the ceiling. So I'm like, if I did a collab with Pink, we would do some crazy performance where I would finally get to like fly. That would with be... With a violin. I want to see that happen very much. Right? That would be amazing. She, that, she's such a... I'm, like, super, I'm, I'm sure you could make it happen. Yeah. Working on it. Manifest it. Yeah. She's also, when you think about Pink, you're like, she's not the go-to number one like pop singer, but she has so many hit songs. It's yeah. right. unreal. It's like when I went to her live show, I couldn't believe I knew every single song. Right? Over an hour and a half of music. Yeah, it's just, crazy. Yeah, exactly. But that would be great. I would love to see that happen. Well, okay, I'm manifesting it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had any awkward collaborations with musicians where it was like, this is fine, but also a little strange? Oh, because, def- oh, you did. I remember this was, um, I went to Brandcast, the YouTube event in New York years ago, and you performed on stage with Snoop Dogg. Okay, or Snoop you Lion. nailed it. That was the most <laughs> awkward. I like didn't even think of that. Hands down, that was the most. Well, Interesting performance. I didn't know what Brandcast was, which for people that don't know, it's like this advertising event where a bunch of advertisers come into a room and YouTube just kind of like parades around like, here's who we're working with. Give us your advertising money. And so they put on this show and they Snoop Lion at the time, I guess I started working with Maker or something. And so they had you guys perform together. And I was like, she's doing an amazing job. This is a room of advertisers. No one is like dancing. Everyone's just on their feet holding their phones because they don't know what else to do with their bodies and yeah. I was like this is so unexpected it makes I don't know if I just noticed my shoulders were up because it just <laughs> made me so uncomfortable but also they had walk walk off the earth uh like kind of indie band playing yeah. with us so it's the most like there's a violinist who's wearing like a tutu there's Snoop Lion and then there's this indie rock band and they didn't let us really practice oh, so it's basically like everybody go on stage and play it was so like it was just a losing situation. There was no way to come out on top. It was. I remember being like, she's doing a great job in this situation. That's very sweet of you. Because at one point he was like, Lindsay, look at her go. Like Snoop Lion just said that over the microphone. I was like, oh I was God. Like, what I should I do? Her. What should I do? I'm supposed to go. Okay. He, was hi- he was hyping you. He was being so nice. You know, yeah. I appreciate that. It was so fun. Um, okay. Now we're going to get into the two questions I ask every guest on the podcast. Okay. Um, and the first one is who in the world, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? 
And it doesn't have to be mean. It can be nice. It can be whatever scenario you would want. I feel like that's more of a funny thing like than a mean thing. So I'm going to, oh, I got it. Lucille Ball (laughs) is one of my idols, one of my favorite like women in history. I just think she was. That's great. Anyways, but imagine the expression. Yeah. What expression would Lucille Ball make? If you th- I know the expression she would make. <laughs> if I, at her. I would love to see that. That would be, that's a great answer. I don't think anyone's ever said that answer oh, before. Definitely not. Yeah, that really? would be, it'd be iconic. Yeah, her face is unreal. It'd be that. It's, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, She's almost like a silent film star. Her face is, is so expressive. Yeah. Yes. It's bonkers. Um, okay, and the other question I ask every guest is to tell us your worst pants shitting story, but in three words or three small phrases. So mine is college jogging front lawn. Okay. Um, I know the I know the moment for sure. Okay, it's um, South America. Oh, God. Oh, that's a good start. Food poisoning. Uh. Six-hour flight. Oh, oh my God. No. My was, whole digestive system is like cringing right now. I sat like this the entire flight. Oh, just in the fetal position the whole just time. Just praying and praying and praying. Oh, my God. That's when you start to feel crazy because you're like, oh. I can't control my body. Yeah. My body's going to rage against me right now at any moment. Yeah, it was terrifying. That, um, I'm sorry that happened to you, <laughs> but it's made you who you are today. You know, they make you strong. Well, yeah. lots yeah, of things too- can make you strong. Longer, but. This too shall pass. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have our one great question where we ask Twitter for questions and we choose the one that we love the most. Um, for you, this is from Sky High Rollins, and they want to know if you would go back to zero and start new, which other instrument would you play? The piano. Really? Absolutely. Like it makes you such an effective writer. And oh. I actually I just started trying to learn. I'm such a beginner. I'm sure it's, you're great already. No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> like, this is hard. Um, but yeah, piano. Yeah, piano's beautiful. It also stretches your fingers. So you get those little ET fingers when you're really, really good at it. <laughs> yeah, apparently. I remember my piano teacher, I had took lessons for a little bit when I was younger, telling me that your fingers are gonna get really long. And I was like, I already have really long fingers. <laughs> oh, I no. didn't know that. Was she? lying I didn't know fingers could extend she might be lying she was also a little crazy so in hindsight she probably made that up so who knows thank you uh, coach Judy you were great I hope that's (laughs) true I got little fingers but there you can but you can do anything if you put your mind to it that's right (laughs) kids keep working on your dreams um and now we have a segment called this is curious where I've gone through um, your Instagram or your Twitter, and I found um, <laughs> something that I I am just curious about the backstory of what's happening here. This is a photo of you and your dog Luna, seemingly under a murder bridge. Yeah, you're burying. A, <laughs> I'm assuming you're burying a body. Yeah. We do. I'm wearing a beanie, a black beanie, and a black shirt, and everything. I look very suspicious. Yeah, it's scary. Was this recent? This was on tour. This was last fall. Okay. Um, I was testing the blonde. I recently went blonde, and this right. was like a test run. That's a wig. Okay, <laughs> you're wearing a wig. I like wearing it, wigs. Okay. It looks also, real. Also suspicious. <laughs> so this is you're in the <laughs> witness the, protection. Mur- under the murder bridge, wearing a black hat and wig. Yes, um, with my my search dog. Apparently, uh-huh. she's on the trail for something real good. Actually, this was just on tour, and I, I was going on a walk with Luna, and she was definitely walking me because she was pulling me like towards this creepy <laughs> water thing, and I was like what the heck is going on so I took a picture of it and Luna now travels with you on tour she does well she came all over the states we were not able to take her to Europe just because quarantine all that crazy stuff but 
it was the best moment of my life when I got to see her again, you know, and you've been oh, away from your God. And yeah, and dogs have no concept of time. So they yeah. think you've been gone for like a million years every time they see you. Yes. Did she lose her mind? Lost her mind. Like that <laughs> unconditional love yeah. that dogs have. Just pure joy. It's unreal. Like yeah. the amount of joy that like when your dog sees you, it's makes you so happy. Yeah, you're like, God, I love you that much too. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. Like saw my friends and everything and I was like, oh, Luna loves me way more. <laughs> like she was way more excited. There's no judgment from Luna. Exactly. Also, it looks like she's wearing a sweater here. Do you dress her up? Oh, 100%. <laughs> I mean, she's like my child. You know, all my friends, I'm 30. All my friends have kids yeah, yeah. and my sis, my baby sisters have multiple children. I have Luna. <laughs> That's what it's come down to. Do you have a favorite ensemble for her? I We have matching Pikachu onesies. Oh, Like full body. And when, <laughs> when we wear them together, it's a showstopper wherever we go. When we wear them together, we are unstoppable. I mean, re- I've taken her to like brand meetings before. Oh and I didn't wear mine. Okay. But I put her in hers and it's an automatic, like the room is comfortable. Oh, that's a yeah. great icebreaker. It's a Truly, great icebreaker. Yeah. You know, she's... You know, fashion and function. <laughs> the outfit and go. the dog. How is she on planes? <laughs> really well. She does really well. She sleeps the whole time. That's amazing. Wow. I'm jealous. Yeah. I wish I could a do peep. that. Yeah. That's incredible. She's adorable. How old is she now? She's like two and a half. Oh, so she's still a baby. She's just a little baby. She's a cute little thing. Absolutely. Um, does she, has she ever chewed up a violin? Oh, no, she does. Okay. not. <laughs> I will say though, when I first got her, I remember I played. You know, I started playing, and she like went to the other side of the room and sat in the corner, like I don't like this. <laughs> but now she loves it, and she'll literally sit next to me and just Aww. stare as I play. It's the most like I feel like I'm singing her a lullaby. When that's I play. so sweet. <laughs> I wondered about that if animals can enjoy music, but it sounds like your she animal does. can. That one can. Amazing. She's been trained. Um, in keeping with this musical theme of this episode, we have a game that we're going to play, and it's called Speak Sleazy. Oh, yeah. Um, in which Jack is going to be reading us lyrics from very raunchy rap songs, and oh. we're going to have to try and guess who it's by. Is that how we're doing this? That's correct. Okay. Um, oh, no. I Okay. I'm just going to say beforehand, I did not pick these lyrics, because <laughs> some uh. of them are... I'm pretty sure this is an effort to embarrass me by having me read these. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be memes created of yeah, you reading I this. I have very low expectations for me guessing anything correctly. Okay. So this is as well. very much just a, a jack at, show. I will say this. It's uh, at any point if you can if you know who it is, mm-hmm. just say it out loud. So to keep you from No, I think we should let you finish, finish the full lyric yeah. and then guess. Damn it. That did not work <laughs> the way I hoped it would. All right, here we go. Okay. Here comes the first lyric. <clears throat> Oh, God. And it begins. Lick it good. Suck this pussy just like you should right now. Lick it good. Suck this pussy just like you should. <laughs> my neck, my back. Lick my pussy and my crack. I, I know who that. I mean, wait. Uh, oh, wait. No, the artist, not the. The, the artist. Uh, is it Kia or Kellis? Oh. Oh, we, we get, get choices. Okay. Yes. Um, I'll do go. we ring in or do we guess? Yeah, just shout it out. Okay. Kia. Kellis. It is Kia. Also, a car company that I will now never be sponsored by. Hooray! (laughs) I hope I said that right. It is Kia, right? Yeah, okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) We had uh, two very unsure shrugs from. (laughs) Cool. Thank you. Thank you, uh, audience. (laughs) All right. 
Okay, this one's not as bad. <laughs> this okay. dude named Michael used to ride motorcycles. It's bigger than a tower. I ain't talking about Eiffel's. Real country anaconda. Let me play with his rifle. Pussy put his butt to sleep. Now he calling me NyQuil. Wow. Is, is that a lyric from Nicki Minaj I was or guess Iggy that. Yeah. Azalea? Nicki Minaj. Yeah, I'm saying Nicki Minaj. And that is correct. Yeah. I feel like you shouldn't give us the options. Really? That's yeah. fine with me. Let's see. And then maybe if Dang we it. don't know it, we can ask we can ask you for options. All right. That anaconda gave it away. I know the anaconda. Yeah, the anaconda gave it away. Otherwise, I would have been clueless. <laughs> Eiffel Tower. <laughs> she loves talking about Eiffel Towers. Newer sheets, he'd swear that I like washed rags. He wet up. Boy, I'm drinking. I'm sinking on the mic till my boy toys. Then I fill the tub up halfway, then riding with my surfboard. Surfboard, surfboard. Oh. oh. Graining on that wood. Graining, graining on that ladies. wood. Yeah. I'm swerving on that. Swerving, swerving on that Beyonce. big body bends. Yeah, Beyonce. That is correct. Yeah, but I don't think you pronounced it right. It's surfboard. Bort. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. I'm, I'm trying to do the driest reading of these <laughs> lyrics as possible to just not give too much away. All right. So who's winning right now? Lindsay, Lindsay is, is. By, a, by a point. Get it, girl. All right, here we go. Ready. So, shoddy, let your hair down, take a sip. Go and put this joint between your lips. Baby, why don't you make yourself comfortable while I go out and put this tongue on you? So tell me when you're ready. I'm going to speed it up for you just a second, just for a second, oh, just for a second. <laughs> then I'm going to slow it back down and keep it steady. Wow. I can give you two choices if you guys don't have any guesses. I think I'm. I'm I think we should just. I'm gonna say Snoop Dogg. I'm gonna say. Um, oh wait, I changed mine. You go ahead. I'm gonna say Busta Rhymes. I'm gonna say Jay Z. Those are all incorrect. No. Trey's songs. Oh. <laughs> you don't have to read the answers that way, Jack. <laughs> That's how you say it. <laughs> There's a Z. <laughs> Perfect. All right, so uh, Lindsay, you're still in the still lead winning. here, and all right, we got a couple more. Here we okay. go. Okay, come over here and let me take off your clothes, because things I want to do to you, nobody has to know. No, baby, just lay <laughs> your body creepy, right yeah. here, lady. Have no fear, because ecstasy is near. Ooh, baby, any <laughs> unexpected positions, bring it on. <laughs> Wow. These are so wow. educational. You're, yeah. you're welcome. I mean, these are It's poets. more embarrassing for me. <laughs> Poet laureate. Um, I'm going to say ludicrous. Okay. Lindsay? Kendrick Lamar. That is both incorrect. Oh, who is it? R. Kelly. Oh, I thought it was Maddie um, B. Rats. Horse. <laughs> <laughs> He's growing up. All right, we've got one more. Okay, last so, one. Grace, this is your last opportunity to at least tie. Okay, we'll try. All right. Touch my body. Oh, God. Put me on the floor. Wrestle me around. Play with me some more. Touch my body. Throw me on the bed. I just want to make you feel like you never did. Uh, you read that like it was a nursery rhyme. <laughs> well, that's kind of like the pentameter of it. Anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Should we get some options? Yeah, let's get let's, options for this one. Is it Mariah Carey or Christina Aguilera? Oh, I'm going to say it's the Aguilera. Lindsay? Then I'm going to go with Mariah. It is Mariah Carey's oh, Touch My Body. 
Yay, Lindsay Sterling, you Lindsay are a winner. Sterling. I won the Dirty Rap contest. <laughs> Very on brand. I'm sorry, Mom. I'm sorry, Mom. <laughs> Definitely wouldn't have won that myself, so I don't feel bad. What is your, like, preferred, when you're listening to music or trying to get inspired, like, what do you listen to? Well, Ironically enough, I'm actually in the process of writing a Christmas album. So in uh, <laughs> here we are in May, and I've been rocking Christmas music, like and humming it. Like, oh, cool! Like, What's um, in your head right now? What Christmas song? Um, well, I was singing all I all I want for Christmas is you. Actually, while also she was Mariah singing. Carey. Yeah, that's the best <laughs> Christmas song ever written, in my opinion. But. Uh, yeah, so that's my song, my you know selection of choice at the moment. Nice, perfect in May. I know. <laughs> I'm like getting in the zone of Christmas. I'll be so sick of it by December. But, but that's exciting. So people can at some point in the future expect a Christmas album, perhaps. That's the that's the point. That's the hopes. Yeah, awesome. fingers crossed. Yeah, now it's a thing. You're socially accountable. Oh, that's right. Okay, <laughs> Christmas is coming. I mean, that sounds great. I would buy that album. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is coming. <laughs> um, Lindsay, thank you so much for being here. This was super fun. We want to give you a gift for um, taking oh. the time to come out and hang out with us. Diane has it right here on a platter for you. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Ah! And it's a shirt with Luna on it. I was just admiring your shirt yeah. with Goose. <gasps> I didn't want to say too much. Oh, Look my at goodness. That little thing. That oh, dog that. is so goddamn cute. It's one of my favorite pictures of her, actually. <laughs> well, we stole it from your Instagram. Yes. So. Hooray. <laughs> I mean, look at that face. It's the face that. Not only a mother could love, <laughs> but look at her, she's so cute. <laughs> Such an awkward creature. I just uh, love it. She's awesome. Well, thank, thank you, you so much for hanging out. For people that don't know, because they're idiots, where can people find you on social media, across the internet? You can find me by Lindsay Sterling. That sounds great. Simple enough. Great. Lindsay Sterling. Make sure you guys go check out YouTube Red, because Brave Enough, her documentary, is now available for you guys to see. Yeah. Tour looks crazy. Lindsay's amazing. So you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't check it out. And thanks, Lindsay. This was super fun. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course. That was awesome. We'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Bye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. Not too deep. Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, produced and directed by Jack Ferry with production support from Full Screen Studios and Michael Rucker. Associate producer Melissa D. Mons with production assistance by Diane Kang. Editing by Melissa D. Mons. And an extra special thank you to Flula for the theme music.